He's already won the victory. So if we're walking in Christ, then we're walking in His victory, His life, His, his ability to overcome those, those tests and trials and tribulations. So we know He promised, yes, trials, tribulations, distress will come, but be of good cheer, I have overcome them. Now John 10.10 says, and I'm using the, the Passion Translation. Pastor always teases me. I think, I think it's because I, I started reading it and... And I said, Pastor, you've got to check out this translation. And, and I just like, pushed it until finally he started reading it. And he's like, wow, this is, this is awesome. But So I, I don't know why I get credit for it being my translation, but it's not mine. So John 10.10 10 says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come, and again, this is Jesus talking, I have come that you have everything in abundance, more than you can expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. So again, John 10.10, 10, some people call it the great divide. You have the thief who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Sounds like trials, temptations, troubles, I-66. Uh, or you have somebody who's come to give you life, and life abundantly and overflowing. So... Uh, those, those I, I just wanted to have as our foundation so we know tests and trials, God will not send tests and trials our way. He said this world and the God of this world, who is the devil, is here to test you, to try you, to put you through tests and trials. And he says, be of good cheer, I have overcome it. So today's passage that, that I really wanted to highlight was James 1, verse 2 and 3. And this also is the Passion Translation. You can follow along with, with the King James, but, but it's going to be totally different. Uh, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. So he says, when you're experiencing these, count it as an opportunity to, to choose joy. For you know that when your, test, your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Now, pastor, I think that's one of his favorite Greek words is, is the, the Greek word hupomone or endurance. So it's like, it's like standing firm against something that, that's pushing you. Uh, my boys are doing martial arts right now, and, and they're kind of at a stage in martial arts where they can take me down. I don't like that. So... Um, <laughs> I have, I have not had that, you know, obviously until now, but, but I have to stand my ground sometimes to keep them from trying to take me out because I am their target. Um, <clears throat> so uh, one other translation I wanted to talk about real quick uh, is the CSB um, or, or, you know, HCSB, CSB, Christian Standard Bible. Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, when you experience various trials, because you know that when that the testing of your faith produces endurance. So that's the, the word that pastor has highlighted many times, uh, hupomone or endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So that is, that's kind of where we're going to get to is how we can count it a joy when tests and trials come. 
because it's a, a testing of our faith, our belief in God, our total reliance on God, to look to Him who's already given us the victory, and we stand strong, so, so then when a test comes, you can have joy, because it's not you working, you, you know, yes, you're enduring it, but you can, you can see that endurance as an opportunity to, to stand strong, exercise your faith, and, and grow in patience. Um, so, you know, the, the Bible talks about consider it a great jo joy. That means those tests, trials, troubles are not going to be a joy. Uh, he doesn't say have joy in, in these trials, but consider it a joy and then we look beyond further and, and we, we're, we can have joy in the outcome of those tests and trials, which is our, our patience growing and endurance growing and developing. So count it, consider it. Uh, remember, uh, Abraham considered his own body, now dead, and then he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to consider that because God is faithful. He gave me a promise. He made a promise to me. So when, he, when God made that promise, he looked at himself, he looked at his body, 100 years old, and he said, I don't think that's possible. But then he said, no, God promised. So he is faithful. I'm going to trust in God. So that's, that's what considering it is. Considered a great joy. So it's not going to be a joy, but you look to why you can have joy in it. This means... It's not that, that joy is a choice. It's a choice that we have to make. Um, when you consider something, you are considering either this way or that way. You have a, you have a choice to make. So uh, something, and a, a phrase that we, is commonly heard in our household is choose joy. Um, because it is a choice that you can make no matter what. So choosing joy through trials produces patience. Patience. Uh, produces endurance. Endurance pr produces character. So you can look at the flow, and when you, when you see that flow, then that's where the joy comes, because you, you can say, okay, this trial, this trouble, this tribulation is helping me to grow in patience. That patience is helping me to stand strong, to stand firm, to trust God, and that trusting in God is going to build up my godly character. It's going, to, it's going to set me strong in, okay, I will not be shaken from this rock that I stand on, the word of God. Um, as I was reading that, I, didn't, I, I wasn't thinking about this verse, but I, I did a couple searches and it came up and I'm like, man, this is exactly the process that, that we need to go through. So Romans 5, 2 through 5. And this is also the Amplified. And I, I took the liberty because Amplified, I get lost in the words. I don't know about many of you, but all those strings of words that they expound on. So I took a little bit of liberty and took out some of the phrases that were just redundant phrases. And it made more sense in my mind. Through him also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. 
Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoicing and, rejo- and rejoice in our sufferings. How many of you have ever been taught that? Like, growing up, you, you rejoice in your troubles? No, that's not a common teaching, but, but that's what we're focusing on today is rejoicing in troubles. Knowing that, and, and here's the sequence, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produces patience and unswerving endurance. And endurance, or the uh, Amplified puts in there, fortitude develops maturity of character. Now, who wants that, maturity of character? To grow up, to be mature, you're going to go through trials. You know, it's just, that's, that is a fact of life. I, my kids are growing up, they're maturing, and they get more and more responsibilities, or you could say tests and trials, because they need to learn, how do I develop my character? How do I develop my integrity? It's by going through having, having trust in them, and them either succeeding or failing, and if they fail, then they get taught, and, and endurance comes where they are taught and they're developed. So, <clears throat> moving on, um, an endurance fort- or fortitude develops maturity of character and a pr- uh, maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes. Uh, or deludes or shames us, for God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who he has given to us. So again, fruits of the Spirit that you see, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So love and joy are right there next to each other as part of your recreated spirit and this development. So why is it important? To consider it a joy, because we know that the growth process is happening. So we've attempted to have a garden the past couple of years. Uh, we have since learned that the soil where we're at is very hard to work, and, and you have to like work the soil a lot. But every year when we plant that garden, we plant seeds, we have joy. Why? Because we, that seed is in the ground, we know that growth is going to happen. You know, it's, it's uh, when the Bible talks about when you put a seed in the ground, it dies, and then it springs into new life. So that dying is, is something that has to happen for life to come. So the growth process has become. Patience, patience uh, in this process is what is going to grow. So our faith doesn't grow. A lot of people get that, get that wrong thinking, and, and you know, it's, it's something that I probably had the thought of is, is, okay, my faith is able to grow through this trial. No, patience is able to grow, which produces an endurance, um, and that endurance is what helps us to, to build up our faith on the Word of God to stand strong. Um, how many of you are runners? I am not. But runners, uh, I, 
my best way to relate, pa Pastor's a runner. He's always asking me, he's like, he's like, why don't you run with me? I'm like, because I'm not a runner. I'm sorry. It's one thing I don't, uh, I, I have run with him, but not long distances. But he's like, Let's, we got to run a marathon together. I'm like, no. <laughs> no desire whatsoever, but maybe someday he'll talk me into it. My thing was mountain biking. And I did a 28-mile mountain bike race one time. And you have to have a lot of endurance for these things, for, for marathons, for mountain bike races, for, for anything that, that you're, you're chugging along working at. That endurance is built up through a process of going out practicing, going on short runs, long runs. So, so we, uh, I was with a group of guys, and we would every, every Saturday morning, we'd go out mountain bike and do you know, do our, our trek, and then as we got closer to race time, we're like, okay, let's do it again, and we're all exhausted. It was like a 13-mile track that we would run, and then they're like, okay, let's do it again. We got to do it again, because this is 28 miles that we're training for. And you're like, you're, you're dead after 13. You're like, I, I can hardly move. But you know that the ultimate goal is this longer period of time so you have to push yourself. You have to build up that endurance. And, and the, you never know in life what God is, is helping you to grow for. Now, again, God's not going to send the tests and trials, but you are able to grow, and, and he is, he's got a growth process for you. He's going he's gonna to give you times and opportunities to... to um, I guess it, it's more the t teaching and preparation time that he, that he provides so that you can have that solid ground to stand on when those tests and trials come. So uh, for us, we, we really experience God move and work in our lives by preparing us to come out to the D.C. area to, to help, help with the church. Pastor asked us to pray about it and, and just consider moving out here. And so I did what everybody does is they get on Zillow and start looking at houses. And they're like, no, no, no. And uh, so, so I, I immediately laughed when I saw it. And I'm like, not, there's no way. Was, but, but that was a laugh of like, that's, that's not possible. I don't, I don't see how that's possible. Then... I had some opportunity where where God built me up in my in my faith had opportunities for me to to stretch in in giving and and receiving just like what what Jessica was talking about this morning there's a, there's a joy that can come in in giving of sowing your seed and stretching yourself so that you can prove God is faithful in those things so we had opportunities to sow large amounts of money into the kingdom of God. And always, 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 anytime we would sow, we'd see a return. So we had an opportunity to grow in our faith. Man, God is faithful. Every time that he's asked us to sow a seed, he's faithful and he returns it back to us. And, and we're like, this is amazing. So, so then we had things to stand on. And as we had more like firm foundation to stand on, especially when it came to finances, 
God, God worked that in our hearts. Then we got on Zillow, we looked at the housing prices, and then we had a different sort of laugh. It wasn't a laugh of unbelief, kind of like what Abraham did. It was a laugh of, ha, man, we're going to see God do some amazing things here because, because this is not going to be of me. I'm not able to do this, but I know God is, and he's called us. He, he had a plan for us, so if he's got that, then he's going to do something amazing. And so we, we were able through, through tests and trials, even, even things that we put ourselves through of, of like sowing and giving and, and being a blessing, we saw God faithfully work. And so we had that strong endurance. And too often we let those things slip. And uh, I think God has a sense of humor in that because, you know, I, I then got a... Uh, you, you, you have faith for, for something a period of time, and then you're like, okay, I got this, I can do this, and you start to do it on your own. And then God's like, okay, now you, I'm going to give you a sales job <laughs> and really test your faith and, uh, and, and see where you're at. And so then it's another opportunity. Every month it's an opportunity. Can I, can I see God move on my behalf in everything that I do? And, and time after time after time, you could, you could even argue with me about it, and, and I'd have to say, well, let's just choose to disagree on this topic. Let's agree to disagree, because I know that God will always provide all of my needs according to his riches, not my own ability, because I am not a salesperson. I, I had, before moving out here, I had absolutely no desire to live in an area like this, I love it now. Um, Virginia, I, I believe, is our home for, for the foreseeable future. But God has so many great things where, where he, will, he will get you firmly planted that nothing can shake you from that. Uh, <clears throat> something else, and, and I want to try and relate to as many people as I can in this, and I know some of these, like the moving thing probably, everybody's in this area, so I don't know if you've moved here, grown, grown up here. I know a lot, of, a lot of people in the church have grown up around here, which is awesome. I don't, I, I'm just shocked and amazed to hear the stories of how things have changed, but, but it's, it's fun. But I've done a lot of work on my houses. So I had a, a house in Michigan, a house here in Virginia. We've done a ton of housework, and I don't know how to do these things, and, and I, but I've had to learn a lot. So in our house in Michigan, we had a chimney that was falling away from the house. The, the foundation went bad, and so we had somebody come out, and they were a foundation person. He's like, he's like okay, well, you, you got two options. You can either jack up the foundation and hope that it stays, or you can tear down the chimney. It was just a decorative fireplace. It wasn't anything for heating the house. Well, we did have our water heater vent out, which we later found out. So it's like one of those housing projects. If you've ever done a housing project, you know there's always more to it. Um, so we, we decided we're going to tear down this chimney. And as we did that, we realized the whole wall of the house was rotten. So then we had to rebuild a wall and, and put up you know, bracing for the, for the ceiling. 
<clears throat> to basically hold up the roof. And all of this, I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and this weight and this stress and this anxiety came on me. And I think growing up, my, uh, I learned you know, the, in the fight or flight process, I learned to just flight, to run away, or like, you know, I'm, I get too worn down by things, and I'm just like, I can't move, I can't do this. I, I, I just, I struggle with that. And, uh, and so this rough project that was supposed to take, you know, a couple of weeks, we did it on our own, pastor helped me with it, he was on my roof probably as much, if not more, than I actually was, was but, but he, he was an amazing blessing to me. But um, <clears throat> this house, this roof project ended up being months long. And I had to have, because of that, so I had tarps on my roof. And I would wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and get up on my roof because it started raining. I had to make sure that the roof, was, or that the tarps weren't blowing away. And that anxiety came because I had an uncle and aunt who had a house that they were redoing the roof. They had a contractor doing it. The tarp blew off. The house got drenched. It, it totally flooded out the house. They had mold like instantly. It was an old farmhouse. So like this mold just came out of every nook and cranny of their house. They condemned the house. They had to tear it down. And so I have all these thoughts coming to me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, Really, and, and, and it was, it takes an amazing wife with, with patience and the encouragement that God put in her to encourage me to be like, okay, you can do this. Because there were times where I'm like, I cannot do this. I don't know what, <laughs> what I'm doing. But, and I'm not, I'm going to say that that wasn't the last time that that happened, like that struggle of, I don't know how to do this because we redid bathrooms when we moved here and the same thing. So like not just little projects like changing a sink faucet or something like this. This is major like I probably should have had a structural engineer come out on one of the houses but I got this. <clears throat> so anyway I had a structural engineer come out when we sold the house and he looked at it he's like wow this is great this is perfect so it was it was good. And, you know, too often, and I, I tell all that to say, like, too often we can, we can trust in God to do these things and, and help us through these situations. Uh, going back, we can also try and do it on our own or use Google, uh, YouTube, and try, and try and have YouTube help us. And then we get what YouTube has to offer, which is 50 different opinions on how to do something. And, and, you know, there are a lot of great help, and I have used that. But we have learned, especially following Pastor Mark Hankins, is you have a genius living on the inside of you. And when you listen to that genius, he, he'll make you look smart. Whether you're smart or not, he'll make you look smart. So, so the key is, in those trials and tribulations and testing, Look to the Holy Spirit who's living on the inside of you. And that's where that joy bubbles up from. So there have been times in housing projects where I, I did. I looked at the situation and immediately a laugh rose up inside of me. And not a laugh of, of I can't do this, but a laugh of God, you have an amazing sense of humor. 
And, and I just looked to the inside. I, I looked to the Holy Spirit's help, and he said uh, he, he, would, he would direct me to do something specific or reach out to somebody and get help. And never, never, ever, ever, if you look to God, will he just say, no, do it on your own. He'll be like, no, I have already taken care of this. There are resources available for you. Whether it's in the Word, if it's a if it's a life problem, if it's if it's something that you're facing in life, if it's a financial problem, He always, always, always has something for you. So, it's an attitude that we can choose, an attitude of joy and and believing Him. Uh, so, I added so much more to that. I don't even know where I am in my notes, but <clears throat> but you can. You can, have, you can have, like I said, that, that laugh of unbelief, that laugh of, of huh, I, I can't do this, or a laugh of, okay, God, I am so excited to see what you're going to do in this situation because, because I know you, have, you promised me in your word, and, and you can always go back to that. You can find it in the word, go back to it. You have overcome this world, this world system, this world's trials and tribulations. I'm excited to see what you're going to do in this because he will always have something for you. He's always going to take care of you. And, and something, uh, something else we learned from Pastor Mark, he, not only is he going to take care of you, he's going to take care of you in grand style, a way that only God can do. Um, so there, there are so many stories like that, that that I could tell and have you know, have experience in my life, but, but look at any opportunity, and, and I joke about driving on 66, but I did it for a year and a half as I commuted to work, but look at opportunities like that that you know are going to test your patience as opportunities to grow in patience, to grow in your love walk, because it, you know that will be tested, but there, there are so many opportunities in life that you can think, man, this is, this is a great opportunity to just grow and exercise. So, for example, what I did and when I was commuting and driving, I would have, I, I think I had 45 to 50 minutes on a, on a good morning. So I would listen to a teaching for about 30 to, 30 to 40 minutes, and then I put on praise music, I'd be praising in my car, I'd, I'd be praying in the Spirit, just filling myself up, filling myself up, just like the Bible says, I, I fill myself up, I encourage myself by praying in the Holy Ghost, and, and then I am charged up to do the work that, that, I, that God provided for me to do. Because we moved out here, again, as an act of faith. I didn't have a job when I, when I moved out to the area. And that was God's faithfulness to, to say, hey, look, you can do this by trusting in me. So I was a day away from starting um, stocking shelves at, at Home Depot. I had put out my resume everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Just working, seeking God. Where, okay, where do you want me to work? What am, what am I to do? Uh, there was a great company that, that we, Pastor and I, had found uh, at, at the previous church that we were at, that uh, technology video company that, that was out here. So I put my resume in, never heard anything. I was a day away from, from starting a job stocking shelves at Home Depot. And I'm like, okay, God, I have to work. 
I know you can bless anything I do, so I'm going to put my hand to the plow and start doing something. And that night, I got a call from the company that I'm at now, Telestream, and, and, uh, and they said, hey, we see, we see that you don't have the schooling that it takes and everything like that, but you have the experience. We'd love to offer you a job. I was like, praise God, you are so faithful. And, and it's just been a blessing ever since. And, and again, we, we've, we see his faithfulness so that I, I can stand here today knowing that if that job were to go away, God's got something better. This is just another opportunity to see him pull through and do something better. But that's why we can count it a joy when we start to have trials, troubles, tribulations, sickness coming on your body, you know, immediately. Something, something that we learned, um, I, and I don't remember exactly where we got it from, but the Bible talks about resist at the very onset. Resist the devil at the very onset. So you find yourself a little sniffle, a little this, that, a little ache in your body. No, I rebuke you, Satan. Jesus took and carried my sickness, my disease from me on the cross. He dissolved that sickness. He left it there. He nailed it to the cross. It's not mine to carry. So I immediately find joy. Hey, I can see God faithful in this. He can, I know he's done it. I know he's healed my body. It may not look like it, but that doesn't matter. He promised it. He, he declared it in his word. So you can find joy. So we, we learned resist at the very onset. So again, I, I challenge you. I encourage you. You feel that coming on your body. People, people talk about take, getting your flu shots. We're like, we got the greatest flu shot imaginable. It's that laugh of faith, that laugh of, <laughs> God, you're going to do something amazing. And I'm not, I'm not against it. Pastor, Pastor always says, we're not against medicine. We're not against shots. We're not against hospitals. But there's always, God always has a greater way, a greater ability. And he, he can see you through any situation. He can see you through and take care of you in anything. So as we close out, you know, there is opportunity in everything to have total reliance on God in every area of your life, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's work, life, big life changes, little life changes, you know, different things. There's always an opportunity for total reliance on God. But the first step is that relationship with Him. So, with your eyes closed, heads bowed, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you don't have that personal relationship, and you want a personal relationship, because again, that's where it starts out. If you want that personal relationship of knowing God, knowing what He's done for you, having God as your Heavenly Father who, who pours lavishly all things, all good things on you, you have that opportunity today. So again, with eyes closed, if that's you, if you would like to have a relationship with God, raise your hand and we'll pray with you. Invite Him into your life. Have Him be your Lord and Savior. Or if you know you once had that, once had that relationship and you turned your back on Him and you said, no, I'm, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to do life on my own. And you know in your heart that, that you've 
turned your back on, on God, he's not, he, he would never turn his back on you. He's seeking after you and he desires to have that close fellowship relationship with you. Go ahead and raise your hand. We'll pray with you. You can be right back into his presence, into his, into his grace and fellowship with him. Thirdly, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, have his spirit alive, living, vibrant on the inside of you, like you've just not just taken a, a drink of him, not just received his, his spirit, but have his spirit flowing, life-giving out of you. Raise your hand. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit today with evidence of, of speaking in tongues, that newness of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for everything that you've done in our lives. God, I thank you that your word is true. It is our firm foundation that we can stand, stand on, that we can rejoice in. God, we thank you that there is nothing that life can bring against us that you have not already won the victory over. So we stand strong in your word. We stand strong believing that you are a faithful God. And we rejoice in you. We rejoice in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for everything that you have done, everything that you're going to do. God, we look forward to an amazing new year. The great things that you have in store for us for 2020. Us personally, us as a church. And God, we just plead the blood of Jesus over Pastor as he's traveling. God, keep him safe in everything he does. Let him be refreshed, refreshed, and renewed in your presence. Hallelujah. God, we thank you and praise you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen.